and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune in to Brad and Brit. It is our first Brad and Brit cast for this week. We're glad you're with us. Thank you. Boy, a lot of things have happened since since we were last together. Can, can I just ask a, a philosophical question before we get going? We need to answer this. Is the NFL rigged? Is it is it rigged? Isn't that the first thing you thought? What is when, your evidence? What is your uh... well? The the evidence is the um, run back for a touchdown on on the on the first kickoff. Yeah, for the Buffalo Bills. I mean, come on. <laughs> who, who are we kidding? Who who are we kidding? That's here? why we love sports. That's why it, anything yeah. can happen. Yeah, right. Anything can happen. So yeah, you want to you want to revisit your criticisms of WWE now? <laughs> it does seem scripted sometimes, doesn't it? It's too good to be true. Yeah. Uh, oh, I I just want to mention this very quickly. So the uh, the line for the that Dolphins game. That Dolphins Jets game was plus three and a half, and it yeah. was nine to six, right? Nine to six at the end of this game, and then Miami starts lateraling at the end of the game. Somehow the Jets tackle the guy in the end zone, get a safety. The line, you're out of the money all of a sudden. It's eleven to six. That's your final score. If you had Miami plus three and a half, you're fucked. <laughs> I love shit wow. like that. You you are you are really living this now. I. I <laughs> I didn't bet on that one. I just like to see it happen. I got, there's again the Schadenfreude part of it is yeah, fantastic. You're living, you're living it, man. I've got some I'm exact worried. scores on tonight's I'm game. About it. If you you want to hear the exact scores that I picked for tonight's game, I'd be happy to. Hmm. If if it's forty two to fourteen Georgia, Daddy scores about two hundred dollars. <laughs> That's how it finishes. <laughs> All right. Here's my list. Uh, Brazil nuts gone wild. Golly jeepers. Trump flunks civics 101 again. Yeah. Um, even more brand new George Santos bullshit. And the Republicans knew it all the time. Okay. As the evidence mounts. What do you want for? They're all great. There's nothing. Well, we, we probably should go ahead and do uh, Santos first, because I think any discussion of any sanctions or punishment coming toward this guy, that's an obsolete discussion now. Correct? No. no. <laughs> Britt, you know what? The voters are going to decide this in two years. <laughs> After the shenanigans of uh, Friday night and the Friday nights, that's the real Friday night smackdown. Uh, now that the Republicans have their guys in, in place, the weakest speaker of the House, certainly in your lifetime and my lifetime, there's no way that Santos is going to be investigated or kicked off or not seated or anything like that. Well, Britt, they're going to be too busy investigating the FBI, yeah. the Biden crime family, right? the attorney general. They don't have time. You know, you're just... You're just uh, obsessed with revenge and and hate, and, and you right. don't understand what the country really, really is craving. So here's the story. An individual paid by George Santos's campaign called up rich people, wealthy donors, pretending to be Kevin McCarthy's chief of staff. Uh-huh. The reporting here is by CNBC. CNBC, we were duped, 
said a Republican political strategist close to the leadership of the Republican Jewish coalition, which has banned Santos from its events after the revelation that he falsely claimed to be to be Jewish, which, uh, uh, by the way, well, that knocks me out of uh, attending all of those events uh, also. If uh, George still... Santos can't go, I'm not going. Oh, okay. I, are they, they're still going to Zoom you, though, right? Yeah. Or how about the other way? Oh, my God. I get invited to a Republican Jewish coalition. I still have that. <laughs> Which is worse? Which is worse? I don't know. All right. The uh, staffer's name for George Santos was Sam Meal or Mele or Millie, M-I-L- M-I-E-L-E, which by the way, I think was the uh, name of a Minnesota Twins manager in the early 60s. How about that? How about that? That's the name that just came into my head. Uh, Anyway, Uh, Sam was calling and sending emails to rich donors impersonating Kevin McCarthy's top staff guy, whose name was Dan Meyer, in a scheme cooked up by his political team, Santos's. And uh, now... The House Speaker, Kevin McCarthy, admits that they knew about this back in August. They were on to it. So what did they do? Nothing. (laughs) They did nothing. No one has been charged with a crime, let alone maybe you might want to pull your support as a part. So this is is a, a, a story that is so sickeningly endemic of what the party formerly known as Republicans are that their candidate was known. Think about this. Can you, can you, can you get onto the, can you deal with this? I can't, I, I guess that just add this to the list of shit that Kevin McCarthy will put up with under any circumstance at any time there is nothing you can do there are no number of kicks you can apply to his head while he's down there on the ground in fetal position to get him to say uncle and don't you love the the uh, the spin well you know you got to give him credit he hung in there for 15 rounds you, you got to give him some credit for that, for, for, for not quitting. <laughs> well, let's play. I mean, you can play the turnaround game with this one because you can go, well, if there was a George Santos on the Democratic side, oh, first of all, is- Fox News would have melted down and the Democrats would have sent him packing before he even made it to D.C. He would have never made it to Washington, D.C. Right. And, and by the way, had that happened and then afterwards, like now, we find out that that Democratic candidate had been impersonating Nancy Pelosi's Chief of staff, Chief of staff, calling around, <laughs> trying to shake people down for money. You know, he, he might be residing at the bottom of the Hudson River right now. I mean, you talk about you talk about weaponizing the FBI. The, the Republicans would have been screaming. They would have been what, going crazy. Have you heard what the name is? I think this is already sort of official. I'm trying to keep up with the news, but um, sometimes you can't. One of the uh, committees that Kevin McCarthy committed to allowing to be formed is something called the Weaponization of the Federal Government Committee, investigating the weaponization of the federal government against it, which actually translated, that means 
everyone who's ever been investigated who is a Republican for, say, for instance, trying to overthrow the government, those people need to be investigated. So, Britt, let's let's lay our markers down right now. Remember in the old days when we worked at uh, several radio stations, we'd have a calendar up on the wall, okay? And we'd, we'd place little bets about how long it would be before something happened, someone would be fired. So we, we would do that. You know, it would be January, and somebody, well, they won't last till April. And somebody would write something on the calendar here. I so remember I doing we, that. Yeah, I remember doing so, that. So let's let's do two things here. So you know, the first week of uh, January, it's like the second week of January, I guess. How long will Kevin McCarthy? last pick a day and and uh if if he lasts past 2023 it will be amazing so that's pick a, that's pick, shocking pick a day I'll, this year pick i'll be extremely kind i'll say labor day i'll say i don't i don't think he you makes it make to labor all day. the way through the summer yeah um, I, I, but they're gonna be screaming the entire time uh yeah uh i'm gonna i'm gonna go with memorial day okay yeah. i mean i'm not fighting that i'm because... gonna say the beginning by the beginning of the summer he'll he'll be gone you say he'll make it through the summer and you Somehow. know what we we both could be wrong and under the rules of a price is right if we predict too far out and yeah. he expired earlier we, we both o- lose, right we overshot he may make it to valentine's day maybe yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, then we always have that famous you know share wedding to greg allman nine days exactly. i don't know um I just, I mean, I know it's it's the, it's really funny to laugh at him and stuff, and I, I've certainly gotten my, but you know, to have people who helped guide and shape the insurrection in charge of committee assignments and be in charge of actual committees in the house, that's kind of scary. That's a little scary, isn't it? Uh, yeah, and by the way, we have to find out if they have a vacation property in Brazil too. <laughs> it's true because again, America's favorite export. Uh, so, do you want to get into uh, Mike Rogers trying to beat up a man twenty four years his junior on Friday night? The Friday um, night SmackDown. Well, you know, ever, ever, you've either seen it or you haven't seen it. He didn't quite get him. the The guy has one of the worst hair pieces I've ever seen. And had they grabbed his hair, it would have come off just like in a in a, in a a sketch comedy laugh riot scene right pulling the old uh, uh toupee off but whoever was the great i can't remember that was richard hudson of north was richard Carolina hudson that was richard hudson yeah, it was richard hudson, and, and hudson him. grabs him around the mouth and the neck okay? what do you do if somebody Pulling grabs you around your mouth if somebody grabs you around your mouth yeah. aren't you swinging on that guy right right um so gates has already forgiven him so it's kind of yeah, over. And Rogers apologize. What the fuck is Rogers apologizing for? He should apologize. What- he should apologize for not hitting him. That's what Mike Rogers should apologize for. Britt, re- re- remember the standard for apologies in the Republican Party. Remember the standard for apologies, oh, say by Trump. He never apologized, no matter what it was. So uh, the- these people are showing more, I hate to use the word decency. Than, than than Trump would has Trump apologized to the Secret Service driver who he tried to? Uh, oh, that never happened. To, to call uh, that. He doesn't uh, have that, to apologize. No, that never happened. They covered that. Yeah. Uh, it, I love yeah. to. I like to Zapruder film, and I have that particular video. And you see Rogers come out of nowhere and moving about as fast as a sixty-four-year-old man can. 
making a beeline down the aisle and lunging. And then Richard Hudson very clearly understands what's happening, pulls him away. And then you got uh, Patrick McHenry in his signature bow tie doing his best impression of the guy in the white hat in the Jack Ruby Lee Oswald. Well, this is as close as we've gotten to uh, some of those scenes from around the world in foreign parliaments and governments where, you know, they start throwing chairs at each other. Yes. They, they, they go all out. You know, we've seen yeah, periodically, you know, in the Philippines today, the parliament, you know, 200 people went after each other. That almost, almost happened on Friday night. And the instant spin of, you know, this is what the founding fathers anticipated. This I is what they it. wanted. I love this. Is, this. this is spirited. This is spirited conversation. And then John C. Calhoun beating the shit out of somebody with a cane. Oh, it's just a great, it's a, it's a great American tradition. Isn't yeah, democracy no. messy? No, this, this is an insurrection by another name. Okay. This is an insurrection through the electoral process. And it is just a continuation of what started decades ago, uh, metastasized under Donald Trump and continues on beyond him. People for whom the government, in fact, is the enemy. Yeah. So you become part of that government. And then you fuck it up it and on fire to ruin it. Absolutely. You, you fuck is, it up and then you go, oh, look at look how bad government is. Well, it is because you just fucked it up. Right. And uh, <laughs> while we look forward to uh, either Memorial Day or Labor Day being our our big bets that we're that we're laying down here, uh, September sometime during that month is the uh, drop dead date where they have to pay the bills and extend the debt ceiling, which is, by the way, a stupid, arcane thing. Nobody, it's it's yeah. idiotic. We're the only yeah. country on earth that does this shit. We're the only one. We're the uh, shining uh, city on the hill. Um, and the Republicans who have taken over that party, the 10 percenters, and call them that, are saying, no how, no way. No how, no way. And when you see a train wreck right in front of you, it's bad enough. When you see it nine months ahead of time and there's no way to head it off, it's even worse because this is going to be a slow drip all the way up to that moment. And you know the questions that, that start to get asked and the stakes that are there every time this comes up every couple years which is if legislation isn't passed, it should be perfunctory legislation. There shouldn't be much of an argument about it to make sure that uh, the United States is straight with its books and pays for obligations that it made in the past. This is not about spending tomorrow. This is about paying your credit card bill. If that breaks down and they say, well, all right, Democrats, We'll do that if you um, gut Medicare and raise the Social Security age to 70. They can think of a few other things that are just non-starters, right, that they're going to demand in order to keep the country from going into default, to keep uh, U.S. 
treasury bonds from blowing up all around the world. Every major country has investments in the United States treasury and the possibility of triggering a worldwide financial panic and depression. Am I overstating it? No, you're not. That's exactly what so. could happen. And but, they're, they're going to play chicken like to with take the chance? Would you like to take the chance that, uh, that I'm not? No, I don't think no. I, I, I would, I would expect a government shutdown, at least one or two. I mean, depending on how long this Yahoo is in there. And that thing, like you said, in September, that's almost a guarantee because they're going to play chicken. And the other part of this is if they do somehow to come to some sort of agreement and pass something without throwing grandmas out onto the street and throwing them under buses, the screams from those people, those 20 people or whatever, are going to be just deafening. You'll hear them all over America. Who cares? <laughs> you know, in one sense, of course, who cares? But if we're down to being ruled by 20 people in one third of our government, the other two thirds being controlled by the other party, and we have a system that's so distorted that that can happen, then, you know, fire up the car, Granny. I'm getting out of town. These are. And they're like the 20 of the stupidest people in Congress, right? I mean, if you look, they're, they're just the dumbest motherfuckers. They really are. So well, I didn't uh, see you win anything on Shark Tank. <laughs> he, like that he, guy from Arizona. He is the most weak, uh, ineffectual uh, Speaker of the House, even before he takes office, even before I mean, he gets the gavel in his hands. And what does he do immediately? He thanks Donald John Trump. He kisses John, Donald John Trump's right. ass within the first two seconds right. of winning right. on ballot number 15. Thank you, right. Donald Trump, for making such a shit show of everything, making me look like a wounded pussy for 14 rounds of this bullshit. But God damn it, I love you, Donald Trump, so much. And you still are the man and in full control of this Republican Party. Uh, this takes battered wife syndrome to a new level, it's doesn't it? unreal. It's yeah. just fucking, and he deserves every yeah. single bit of it. We don't. He deserves to be taken to the whip and post time but and every single time. I think we always have to remember the motives here. The motives are that there is still enough fear of voters, Trumpers, whose support for him as it extends outward whatever is left of it no matter how many columns are being written that it's over or done the politicians on the republican side most of them are still acting as if whatever percentage of loyalists trump has are so crucial to what they do what they are what their identity is and how they run their campaigns even if they're going to pretend now that Donald Trump isn't running this party anymore, but they are acting like it. Don't listen to what they say. Listen to how they act. And Kevin McCarthy is exhibit A. You're completely correct that uh, they're still within his clutches until you pry that remote control from his cold, dead fingers. Um, they're still going to act this way. And, uh, that that moves us right into Donald Trump flunking Civics 101 yeah. again. Here can we go. You can you flunk a, a course you never took? 
Jesus. Trump went on his stupid ass social media site, whatever it's called. Truth. Bullshit social, right? Something Bullshit like social, correct. Right. And uh, after insulting Mitch McConnell's wife again, he said, great job, Kevin. We must now stop Mitch McConnell and his China flagrant boss, Coco Chow. Racial insult. It's as though he just doesn't care anymore. He pushes through anything the Democrats want. The $1.7 trillion quickly approved bill of the week was horrible. I'm not going to point out all the completely stupid capitalizations here because it's just... Yeah, because they're just... Yeah, it's It's beyond. Zero for USA border security. If he waited just 10 days, the now, quote, United Republican Congress, whatever that is, could have made it much better or killed it. Something is wrong with McConnell and those Republican senators that vote with him. Primary them all. And then we look at the list of the 18 Republican senators who did vote for the spending bill. Of those 18, four are not even in the Congress anymore. They're not even in the Senate anymore. Uh, Roy Blunt, retired. James Imhoff, Oklahoma, retired. Rob Portman of Ohio, retired. Richard Shelby of Alabama, retired. But primary them anyway. You know what? Primary them anyway, just like they impeached Trump after he you know left off do it do it to them just primary them just for the hell of it and bring them back at, make make them run and then primary them and then then if you look at the other 14 who voted for it, yeah just just a couple of them just a handful of them i mean on one one hand less than that are actually up for re-election in 2024 the others were either just re-elected or they're in the cycle where they wouldn't have to run for re-election till 26 if they decided to but Donald Trump, not knowing what the fuck he talks about, just says, well, primary all 17 who voted. And I know that that's kind of a mathematical nitpick, but no, it's not. No, it's not. No, because not. I mean, for, first of all, Lindsey Graham is on that list. That's another one. Another guy who kisses Donald Trump's ass like it's made out of candy. Right. He's on that list as well. Right. And he, uh, I think he ran in 2018 so i don't I, he may be up in 24 he's he's fine i don't, I don't for think a while. he was reelected in 20 i have to check that but to, uh, again like uh i'm trying to tom cotton is on the list how the fuck are you going to get somebody more right wing and crazier than tom cotton to challenge him in a primary is does that person exist well see i think you're wrong <laughs> the the answer is there are there are a whole bunch of blake masters J.D. Vance types, Ted Budd types, um, who will take the marching orders. And what happens is, Britt, if you've been in the Senate or Congress long enough, you do have a voting record. And because you have a voting record, these crazy Trump, they'll they'll come along and they'll they'll nitpick one or two things and use that and beat you over the head. That's the way it works. But the people who are bankrolling a Blake Masters or Peter Thiels and so on, they're kind of getting tired of this shit. I mean, you even think? they, after a while, think so. throwing good money after bad. Even those guys who have billions to waste don't like necessarily throwing the money away like they well, did with Blake Masters. It's not over, though. 
No, they're it's not, not done. Over. And by the way, they have a lot more money than they spent this time around. I'm it's aware. I'm aware there's a they're... bottomless pit of money associated yeah. with Peter Thiel as he I tries to create any... his utopia. Right. I haven't seen any white flags being raised uh, over this issue. Well, he's shown very, I mean, he was, he was kind of adamant about stomping his feet about how shitty the Blake Masters campaign was doing and how he was sick of, of throwing money at it. He was very public about all that. Now, well, of course, we'll see. They were able to help, you know, buy themselves a, a Senate seat in the great state of Ohio. They were able to do that. They had some success with that bullshit. So yeah, they have they've they've been uh, encouraged a little bit by those results. But and yeah, they had great success where we are, Britt. Yeah. Well, that guy was uh, the. It, it was it the was it the club for growth that was kind of pulling the strings for Kevin McCarthy yeah. there, trying to trying yeah. to put the screws on some of these these people like. If you're going to try to run for re-election, you're going to continue to oppose this guy. You're going to be screwed. You will not get any money from people. You will, and you need money to run campaigns. Yeah. Uh, well, the whole the whole thing, the redefinition of the phrase "shit show" from now. Uh, you know, has the Wikipedia updated what they call a shit show to include <laughs> the picture of this? The, the four days last week that the. U.S. House of Representatives just about. And you know what they never remember? They never remember this. As it was said back in 1968 in Chicago, the whole world is watching. The whole world is watching. See, that's the question I have for you. Are there independent voters who have been like, maybe this past election style, they said, fuck it, I'm going to go put a Republican representative in my district that in there. Just because eh, it's a thing and maybe low taxes, uh, business model, you know, whatever bullshit these people tell themselves. Do you think that they saw all of what happened last week going on into Friday night and they went, oh, shit, what did I do? Do you think their independent voters have actually been affected by this? Well, I hate that. You know how long the memory of the American people is. Not very. And... Kevin McCarthy, one of his other stock lines was, don't pay attention to how we've started. Pay attention to how we finish. Uh, so if they were to do the uh, wonderfully successful things that they're planning to do, which is hold endless hearings over pulled out of their ass scandal concepts and uh, shut down the government and destroy the economy of the world. Oh, these these independent voters, they'll stay Republican, Brit. Now, see, I, and I'm, jo I'm half joking, I'm not. Um, we're always to the point of, so what is it going to take, right? Well, we always well, ask, what is, what is it going to take? I well, I, I mean, I, I just, I kind of took the independent voters to the woodshed there. That was not completely fair. A lot of what we saw was uh, as a result of Republican, effective Republican gerrymandering people who are not going to face any political consequence for being complete assholes right. and nihilists. That's right. That's right. Why does Matt Gates act the way he does? Yeah, he's, he's fine. In, he's in a, uh, I think he's in a 70% Republican district. So, you know, they'll, they'll vote for him. And by the way, apparently he's, uh, he has no legal problems anymore, does he? Right. Was he completely cleared of all these it's gone away. issues associated with child sex trafficking and things is that just gone what happened yeah. to that he probably had some flashbacks when rogers was coming up on him like when somebody's parent may have caught him in the in a car with somebody who's <laughs> underage ah! keep your eye on that guy who was at the end of the row there it was closest yeah. to rogers his name is tim burchett former mayor of knoxville 
He's getting the reputation of being like the funniest guy in Congress. Keep your eye on that guy. He's, he's going to do a lot of hysterical comedy for you over the next couple of years. Uh, he, his quote was he would have dropped Mike Rogers like a sack of dirt. <laughs> that was his quote. <laughs> like a sack of dirt. That's what he said. That was what Tim Burchett, former mayor of Knoxville. Um, okay. But I, I, I think trying also, to process that one there. I think you're. That. I think you're also looking at a situation where Joe Biden is going to play these fools like a violin. I mean, I really think that when you put him in a situation like that, where these people have no point, you remember there were many times when the children would run amok and Barack Hussein Obama would show them who's boss and the error of their ways, and they would have to kind of sulk away. That happened many, many times. And right. Joe Biden has been doing that way longer than Barack Obama ever did, and he's just going to spank these guys because it's going to be an easy case to make. When you're throwing well, granny out on the street, when you're ripping IVs out of granny's arms, the American people are going to be like, I, I don't think that's a great idea. Yeah. Well, aside from the length of kevin mccarthy's tenure as a speaker of the house i'm pretty hesitant about making other predictions for the future about the 2024 election and all that because it's it's forever between now and then with with so many uh so many variables um what would you give what would you give the uh, the trip down to the border by President Biden on Saturday, uh, which uh, by by any fair measure was a, a Potemkin village, uh, clean the shit up so that he doesn't have to see the worst of the worst and just uh, run the video of him standing next to this giant wall with a couple of uh, agents and, and that's it, which of course, of course, now the the uh, the Republicans are bitching that he didn't uh, roll up his sleeves, wear a hazmat suit, and get down into the barrios of uh, El Paso. Yeah, he should have gotten a, and, a can of pork out. and beans and cooked it over a fire. Right. And, yeah, that's what should have happened. See that, and, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago when the drumbeat was uh, growing. You need to go down there, sir. You must come down and see this, President Biden. You're avoiding the issue. Why aren't you here? Yeah. And we said then... And it's even more obvious now that the goal was to get that video of him with those people. And they didn't take the bait, did they? They didn't well, take the bait. Also, the, I, he's yeah. taken he's taken some temporary shit, even from Democrats, uh, even from the uh, most liberal immigration folks for for this, for not going in and uh, actually hanging out with the folks who are trying to get into this country, the the uh, migrants for which we all have great sympathy for, or at least we should. Yeah. Um, but he did not allow that that visual to occur. Well, the idea he that uh, the idea that this is the first time that a presidential appearance has been heavily choreographed and orchestrated. I mean, right? No, no, you're out. right, Britt. It's never happened till this time. Yeah. Get out of my fucking face. Are you kidding? Right. Of course. I mean, if anybody knows what they're doing as far as the communication staff and the guys that are the, the advanced team, yeah, everything that presidents do is completely and totally choreographed and orchestrated. 
Well, I, th- I think there was a missed opportunity. They could have had the president. He didn't have to go right up to the folks who were who were uh, camping out on the streets and it's cold. And I, but from a from a from a distance, he could have just thrown paper towels at them. <laughs> See, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. 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 I mean, that that part of it. I, I mean, it's the, the idea. And they showed I saw the numbers like the they had the, as far as border crossings during the Obama administration, they were way lower than they were during Trump's administration. But again, Joe Biden created this problem. It did not exist until he took office, yada, yada, yada. I mean, that's 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 the the bullshit that people are going to say. And I hope that's not the takeaway right. for a lot of people. But that's what the that's the narrative. Well, it's it's going to be up to Democrats to if, if this is just going to get down to the blame game to really point the finger in the direction in the current world in which we live, where it really should be pointed at, which is the Trump, the Trump policies, because uh, as we know, under Obama, the number of uh, people coming was the lowest it had been (laughs) in, uh, in 50 years. So it wasn't a news story, was it? We didn't hear much about it because it was, it was low. So Trump comes in, makes a big deal of it, announces you know, every three weeks for a while that a caravan, a word that I do, I don't know whether that was a Fox News construct or you know, one of these other little creepy 23-year-old white guy fuckface Nazis came up with the word caravan. Well, it's not like the, it's not like there was any, went with it, right? It's Remember not like that? there was any difference between the Fox News people and the information team at the White House. They were all the same people working right. on the same shit. So, yes, they were probably in a room together and came up with that. Right. And, and so they would send a reporter down to the border of Mexico and uh, whichever Central American country they, they border there. Guatemala. Guatemala. Right. And they, they would stay right there. And when people would cross over, the Fox News reporter would, would follow them all the way through the country. And then Trump would jump on and say, the caravan is coming, blah, blah. And, of course, it never really did come in the way that. Well, what, but wait, wait that, what was what was the wink and the nod to the American people? What, what was the law and order part of that? The law and order was they're coming to rape your kids and murder your wife. Right. That that was always what they said. That was always the underlying like, oh, they're coming. And when they do, they're going to give your kids fentanyl and they're going to rape them. And then they're going to take your wife and spread her body parts across six states. It was it was always that because his original speech was was they're coming with murderers. They're rapists. They're blah, blah. They're drug dealers. And I assume some are good people. Right. Twenty fifteen. Coming down the escalator. Well, the real the real question is, is. This is an insolvable, insoluble problem, solvable problem, because it politically benefits both sides, depending on which way the wind is blowing on any given day. Because if it is, that would be a bad calculation, I think, by the uh, Democratic Party right now, because clearly the intelligent thing to do and you know this has been proposed five ways from sunday there there, there are several kind of obvious things that need to be done the the, the dreamers the the kids who've been there since they, they were two years old right and don't have an accent all right yeah they never, need to be yeah, they need they to be legalized it's their country this is all they know um security on the border needs to be stepped up billions can be spent it can be done and not by building a giant wall. We know that that doesn't work. But security can be stepped up. And 
the ability of people to come into the country legally to be able to work the way we kind of used to have it, work permits and, and things of that sort, um, which is all that many of these people want to do. They just want to come here and be able to to make a living, sometimes sending money back home with them. And over a certain amount of time, a certain number of years, you get a shot. And we're on our way to solving it. But we can't do that. We can't seem to be able to even get that far. Those are real simple well, based Obvious. on our current, yeah, based on the current policies that we have, and the current current boxes that we have, and the current entrenchments that we have, yeah, there's no way to fix it. But if if the answer is the Republican Party will never negotiate anything that has to do with what they will yell amnesty about, which is even legalizing the Dreamers, many Republicans are on board for that, but they're obviously not in large enough numbers to make any difference. Here. The dirty little secret always has been, there's a lot of Republicans hiring these people. Right. That's Sorry, good. but that's just, I mean, I'm, you know, that's just that, that's the incentive for them to cross. And they, yeah, you so know, we're going to, we're hiring you, but we have to pretend that you should be you. ever allowed to, 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 to breathe United there, States. There's air. many, their business model. It, it, it depends on this labor. I mean, the farms, the meatpacking plants, there's an entire economic system based on this cheap-ass labor that keeps coming across the border, and yet they well, have to shake their fist at it. No, nope, no, Britt. During the Trump administration, that went away. <laughs> I mean, that's what's happening. Just, so, just when Joe Biden took over, the, the uh, meatpacking plants in Iowa suddenly were, <laughs> were filled back up. With American it's citizens, illegal immigrants. <laughs> that's, that's funny. Yeah, no, that I mean, we we know that that's always been the hilarious part of that whole situation, is that the Republicans are forced to shake their hands or shake their fists at these people in public. But, Meanwhile, they're hiring them at record clips to do the work. Let me make the the most simplistic argument in favor of Republicans deciding that it's in their political interest to never do anything. They love, and your whole life, my whole life, at least post-Reagan, because Reagan actually was, was not this way, but after Reagan, um, they love to be able to run commercials that use the phrase X so-and-so or Democrat so-and-so or the Democratic Party so is for open borders. Well, once... You yeah. tell that story. Once you say that, and of course it's not true. No, no one's for open borders, no borders at all. The United States doesn't even have a southern border. No one's for that. No one is for that. But they've weaponized that phrase, open borders. Right. And until they stop getting mileage out of that and garnering votes by saying that, they have no intention of cutting a deal. Greg Abbott in Texas can yap all he wants, but he profits more if he's a prospective candidate for president by being able to run against the concept of open borders, which no one is advocating, but it scares the shit out of white America. And That's whether correct. white America is in Texas or in Ohio or in Missouri or in California, uh, it works. I'll bet you that is one of the highest testing political oh, phrases yes. 
Oh, yes. That's so a Frank the, Lutz. You know, put that in everything. That's put that right. in every ad that you Always have. say that Democrats are for open borders. 100%. Because um, immediately, no, I'm not. And then you're on the defensive. You're you're then immediately you're, defense, right? you're backpedaling. Do the uh, do the Brazil story because that was pretty chilling. I know most people have seen a lot of the video. Yeah. I'm sorry, they've seen the tape. Right. <laughs> I think we got a little uh, accompaniment here. I think we do some Brazil nuts. There you go. Ah, uh, the girl from Ipanema. Fantastic song. Yeah, great song. Huge hit. Massive, massive. Covered uh, by many people. That was the original there. That's good stuff. Uh, uh, one of the big hits from The Godfather. No, it wasn't. It wasn't really, no. Not so no, much. No, it wasn't. Uh, oh, by the way, did you see uh, part one of the Rudy Giuliani thing on CNN Sunday night. I, I haven't seen it. No, I was I was getting ready to look at that thing. I will uh, check it, that out the, though. You know, it's it's it, it's 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 fairly well done. It's a gr- great archival video of of, of that era. What happened but, to America's but, mayor? Here, right, but here here's the thing that just floored me, and I did not know this. We have another person who is obsessed with the Godfather one and two the 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 movies did he think he was living it did he think that was his uh... but but this is the point the point is rudy giuliani made his reputation prosecuting the mafia in new york the five families he did it he took them down he was that guy but it turns out at the same time because remember the godfather movie the virgin was 72 that's correct 50 years this this is when this is when Rudy Giuliani is is starting to, you know, be a real lawyer, and you know, by the, uh, um, you know, by the early uh, by the early eighties, you know, he's the head prosecutor at the Southern District of New York, the most prestigious prosecuting position in the country, and that's his shtick. That's what he's doing. He's standing up and taking down the people at the top of the of the crime family. Hmm. They need to be taken down because that's how you fight crime. Apparently, he, not when it's a president, but no, okay. you, you you take down the crime family, then you become the crime family, right? But but the fact while that's going on, he's obsessed with the Godfather and shows it constantly to other people, and he points out all of the the uh, the psychological aspects of the great dialogue and 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 what's going on. And you want to talk about, oh, my, you can't believe it. You can't believe that, that he's an ad. He was in admiration of the Corleone family. There's a certain the number of business. Meantime, he's prosecuting the real people out there. It's the uh, there are a certain number of people that believe Godfather Part Two is a better movie than Godfather, the original Godfather. Well, are, yeah. are you one of those people? I don't know. They're both they're both great. I, I, Tremendous. I can't decide. It's like, uh, you know, which is your favorite child? Oh, don't ask me that right now. For a number um, of years, it was just kind of a settled argument that Citizen Kane was the finest American film. But over the past 50 years, there are a lot of people who think that The Godfather may be the best American film. Yeah. Yeah. Back to Brazil. Back to, back to uh, Brazil. So I don't think there's any discussion here about where'd you guys get this idea from? 
<laughs> right? There's just no no doubt about it. And uh, I think Steve Bannon already sent out a a, a giant message of uh, congratulations, and uh, he's all on board. Trump hasn't officially said anything yet, but he doesn't have to. He doesn't have to because five days ago, who did he have dinner with? He had dinner with the now ex-president Bolsonaro at Mar-a-Lago. Bolsonaro. Thoughts and prayers. He is suffering some health problems right now, Brad. Is he really? Yeah, they put him in the hospital in Miami. Mm. So you you think this is real or you think this is like the Dick Nixon phlebitis? uh, Well... Uh, scam during Watergate. He tried that. It didn't work. As you pointed out earlier, I'm a betting man, but no, I'm not taking that bet. No, thank you. That could He could be completely faking this. Well, I, I will tell you what, what a tragedy it would be is if Bolsonaro kicked the bucket and Trump still was alive. <laughs> How bad can our luck be? What, 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 what do we have to do to get a little closure here? Uh, former, former Brazilian uh, president, uh, uh, J- hire Jair, whatever Bolsonaro hospitalized in Orlando. I apologize for saying Miami in Orlando with abdominal pain, according to the O Globo newspaper. Well, they got better. Do they have better hospitals in Orlando or in Miami? I want this guy to get the best medical treatment possible. Can we get him to the Cleveland Clinic over in Jacksonville? Can we get him over to Duval up. County? We can bring him up to Duke. We can get him up to Duke. Yeah. <laughs> God, that would be the best. That would be fantastic. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the, the script is 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 identical. Uh, leading up to the election, Bolsonaro said, essentially, if I don't win, it's because it was rigged, which he got right from Trump. And uh, then when he lost, he refused to concede. He said nothing, but then made some mealy mouth statement about uh, there will be a presidential transition. And then he he left town. He left town. Loser leaves town match, and he's gone. Meantime, the seeds had been sown for years. While he was president for four years, he did the same things that Trump was doing. We were talking about this while he was, while he was the president of Brazil. He was wrecking the judiciary. He was he was doing all the same things that that Trump was doing, and um, this is just a bad bad sign for democracy. You know, after World War II, Brit, as you know, after we won, the good guys won, the Allies won. What happened? Um, a lot of other countries started looking at democracy a lot more favorably. What happened after the American Revolution, Brit? Countries started yeah. thinking, you know what? Let's uh, let's study what happened in America. And things started to change. France and, and, and places Correct. like that. Now, now it's reversed. Now it's reversed. Now we are the negative example for the world. You know, Bannon was a consultant in Italy. He tried to pull this shit off in Italy, and it didn't work. Yeah. It did not work. But it came close. But it, it came close, and as always, we always have to say that they don't give up. No, Just because they lose, they don't give up. There's fascistic elements all throughout Western Europe, including France. I mean, there's a huge racist, uh, fascistic component to, to France as well in yeah. their politics. Yeah. 
Um, um, guess which story doesn't exist on the foxnews.com website. Now, if you guessed the Brazil thing, you're probably correct. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I did not. I did not check that. I yes, did not. Not, that. not there at all. IRS funding to be cut by Kevin McCarthy. Then we've got a murder. No, suicide. By the way, the answer is no, it won't. But keep going. <laughs> and then we've got a murder suicide uh, among some folks in the suburbs. And then Bolsonaro hospitalized point story. Is that the no, that's story? I don't think that's no, that's a different one. Uh, and then they've got New Orleans being the world capital or the American capital of murder. Of course, that's a Democratic run city. A Republican snubbed by Biden during El Paso visit, slamming the White House and then various little short takes. So the Brazilian story, at least on their website, does not exist. Never happened. Yeah. Not a thing, Brad. 